y'all, Selene. This is Katie. Welcome to Classically Black Podcast. Where we talk all things classical music and being black in the profession. With trap beats playing in the background. Hey, sis. Hello. Wow. <laughs> Good over there? Well, they're fine. Thank you. How's your week? Who knows? My day was much worse than my week, but... Ooh, child. You okay? We'll see. Um... <laughs> What? This is just not a great time in the semester for anybody. That's true. Like in the middle, like yeah. you, you think you made it through midterms, and this will go to the other side and realize it's much, much worse. Right. So we'll see how that turns out for me and for everyone else who is in their feelings this time of year. Tis the season. Speaking of tis the season, actually, I was in my lesson. Well, back up a little bit. I was in orchestra chilling counting my rest being a good little noodle and good little um, noodle yep i just uh okay and i hear something start to crack a lacking i look down okay seam on my base wide open not wide open right okay <laughs> it could have been well, it, i mean it was still open enough like right, right. you know but it could have been worse could have been much worse but the seam on my base popped open i've never actually been there when it actually pops open i've only found open seam right but i've never actually like been like oh that just happened so i'm in my feelings um and i texted my teacher he's like tis the season i was like wow <laughs> <laughs> wow because it gets so dry up here at this time of year mm-hmm. all your, everybody's glue always dries out but so that's highlight of my week <laughs> um I am not as deep in my feelings as I probably should be because that midterm grade on that one thing, well, you know, I ain't gonna talk about that. But, um, I just have three short things I want to get off my chest because I feel like I can't move forward unless I say this. The first one is I just understand people who don't mind their business. Like, I just, because for me, I've never been a nosy person. So when people come into my space and they're asking questions that they have no business asking or they inquiring about things they shouldn't inquire, it just befuddles me all the time. I'm always, I am confusion in those situations because it's, it just does, it just blows my mind. The second thing is don't come to my lessons unprepared. I don't understand how you can't prepare three little raggedy measures for me and have them ready for the next week. Like, aren't you tired of week after week me being like, this sounds the same, if not worse. Wow. Did my teacher email you? Anyway. For you to tell you, tell and, me this. And low key, uh, my cello, I was, I'll be so rude sometimes, not all the time, but like sometimes I was like, all right, y'all, um, I'm so sorry the cello decided not to practice. So we're going to just do this right quick. I'm so sorry for this. So I was like, all right. So it was like three or four measures. And I was like, okay, let's play it slowly. Just note by note. Okay. Let's add the rhythm. Okay, let's play it three times. Okay, let's play it faster. Oh, let's go back and do it again. Let's play it three times. It's like five minutes later. I'm like, and that's called practicing. And you decided to waste everyone's time in doing it here. So now we got to. And they looked uh, at me like. I wouldn't like Miss Brown. You would have liked, of- liked Miss Brown because you would have done your work. I would ha- At that age, probably not. Now, at this point, oh, definitely. I would be like, ah, Miss Brown, but Miss Brown, the homie. First of all, I got this one student in my class who stands for me because she, she's always like, uh, 
Y'all better leave her alone. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm always a student that stands for the rude teacher. Because I'm rude. So we two peas in a pod. <laughs> right. She cracks me up because she be like, oh. <laughs> I'm like, Oop. I did not deserve these kids. Like, they are hilarious. Like, it's just, it's just a good time. And the third thing. It's 2018, and people still decide to be hurtful. Like y'all drawing swastikas on stuff, y'all leaving nooses in in bathrooms. And this is from like the bottom of like you're 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 just starting out your career at the conservatory to the top of the top best orchestras. They find nooses in dressing rooms. I just want to make it very clear to y'all, just in case you weren't aware, that black people and gay people and jewish people and we're not going anywhere and like the thing i don't understand is like somewhere around the 19th like the 1900s y'all should have been like oh shoot like we took these people from their country and enslaved them and like they're still here like wow like they must got something conscience which they really like they must they must got something going on and like Black people are are lit because like we're I think we're very much a people who are in spite of like we are lit in spite of we are tenacious in spite of we are successful in spite of it's like why don't you just want to buy into that why don't you want to be a part of what we have to offer but instead you rather spew hate and we're not going anywhere this music is our music just as much as it is yours your music and we're here and we play well and we play with seasoning and we're not we're not going anywhere so it's just tired. Like I be, I'm just so exasperated when you hear stuff, you see nooses, you see swastikas. Like, what are you doing? Why don't you focus, take that same energy and focus on your raggedy intonation, your boring phrasing and your lackluster tone quality. Like, why don't you do that? And that's all I have to say. Um, this week on Katie's rants, I just, I'm just so tired. I'm just so exasperated. I just, I don't know what to do, but you know what? We're here now. Um, and it's gonna be a great show. I'm excited today for our um shenanigans and other things. Alrighty, <laughs> um, news this week. There's two pieces of news. Um, the first is about a pianist uh, from Philadelphia who uh, was forced into retirement because of Parkinson's. So this caught my eye. F- because it reminded me of a movie that I watched called A Late Quartet about a string quartet and they had drama going on. You know, I love some tea. Right. They had a bunch of drama like the ooh, okay, ooh, I'm just remembering. But um the the cellist in the quartet was a lot older than everyone else, so he started developing Parkinson's mm-hmm. and it was like it was just like really, really sad to see, you know, him his ability to play slowly start to go. But this is what um reminded me or that's what this article reminded me of um this pianist his name is leon bates he's the epitome of black excellence he was out here uh his some of his career highlights include soloing with the philadelphia orchestra um i think that was like in his 20s but um he's a little bit older now but he was scheduled to do uh, some concerts with the Philadelphia Chamber Music Society and they um, decided you know since he had to retire that they were going to do the concerts in his honor not oh, like, wow. like he was going to be there mm-hmm. but like um, yeah but they were going to you know do it 
for him instead of with him mm-hmm. and, you know as a tribute to him and his career um so i don't know i just thought his story was really inspiring and he's has a very positive outlook on this because he's had a very successful career and very um a meaningful career mm-hmm. so he's sort of just like you know this was my time and i'm really you know he's really happy with what he look what he's able to look back on so i don't know i just thought he had a very you know, it, it's a shame that his career, you know, had to end this way, but still. It's crazy. I feel like I, at least in my personal experience, I, um, I think I take for granted a lot of the time that I haven't been injured. Thank God. Um, and like what we do, it, it seems like, oh, you're just playing an instrument, but it's so strenuous. I mean, you're using really finite muscles. A lot of the times I, I find myself like, I really want a big sound. So I might press, I might tense up and get something like that. And it can really cause like lifelong problems i have friends who have been injured and it's like what we do is so strenuous even though it doesn't seem like it is and it's like if you are so lucky if you haven't been injured i think i take that for granted sometimes too right he um uh he also will you know continue to teach and do master classes Mm -hmm. and stuff like that so it's not you know all bad and you know people can at least still continue to learn from him um, he can still contribute to the mu- the classical music community with his knowledge and expertise. So, I don't know. There we go. That's Leon Bates. He is not the official Black Excellence, but he is one of many right. Black Excellence. Um, next piece of news is lit. Right. Uh, so, I saw this article uh, called the Ill Harmonic Orchestra blends. <laughs> I'm here for it. Right. Blends classical music with old school hip hop. So basically this orchestra of people who are black and excellent are out here um, blending classical music, you know, popular songs like, for example, Beethoven 5. Okay, songs. Pieces. <laughs> classical pieces with popular songs um, by, you know, some of it, some, they say old school rap, but they, I see them mentioning... Nicki Minaj in this article Ooh. yeah I hesitate <laughs> to say that I mean I have no opinion on that but you know neither do I I have no opinion on Nicholas and her shenanigans um <laughs> alright so other artists include Wu-Tang Clan Lauren Hill The Roots etc um so yeah they're just out here doing the work of the people um they have a new album uh called Ooh, Maniac Maestro. Sorry, I almost read the song title. But um and it's a tribute to marching bands. Oh, cool. Right. Like like HBCU sound yeah. So um uh, I'm gonna put a link to this article and you can see like um their website and uh the advertisement for their new album and they have like a video up here so you can like see what they're doing. And yeah, that's it for news this week. That's all I have. Great. So now we're moving on to intermission. So this week, (laughs) this week, we're going to play a little game of would you rather? Hmm. Not, uh, it's, it's fine. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm excited to see what you're going to say. Okay. So am I. (laughs) Okay. So would you rather have old strings or old bow hair? Old strings. Why? 
I don't, I feel like strings are just more, I don't know. I feel like at a certain point, I guess I've played on old strings and just gotten used to it. You mm. don't really realize that they're old. Like, I don't know. Like, the strings on the last bass that I had, because I borrowed that bass from school. Mm-hmm. Girl, I don't even know how old them strings were. Yeah. I think bass is a little bit different, because for viola, at least for my viola, if I'm playing uh, on old strings, because, like, I normally, I try to change my strings three times, four times a year, like, just per, for every season. So when I'm on old strings, it literally like it sounds like i'm underwater like to me because she was like yeah. i have a pretty resonant sound so so when <laughs> i wish i had those cameras in here because delaney is so irritating i have a pretty resonant sound so when <laughs> when i don't have new strings on <laughs> when i don't have new strings on i i literally feel like it sounds like something stuck in my throat or it sounds like i'm underwater but new hair bow hair I see. I used to be really good about changing my bow hair. I used to do it like four times a year. Now it's like twice. But like my bow hair right now, I definitely need the bow hair. It, I might as well be playing on Kanekalon hair. All right. Like, so <laughs> like, um, like my bow literally sounds like I went to the beauty supply store and bought <laughs> braided hair. Anyway, um, <laughs> I just think that because like I get what you're saying because I hate it when because my bass is really it's not even just my sound my bass is very loud mm-hmm. like even for me for someone because i don't play loud and that's something that that i've struggled with for so so long but i don't play loud but my bass is loud so i noticed when there were older strings on it mm-hmm. it was just like pulling tees i was like this is not the way my bass sounds right however old bow hair ain't nothing you can do for that it don't matter what type it of rosin you put on there especially for rosin. us our rosin is so thick and sticky mm-hmm. it builds up mm-hmm. and, and it'll make it dirty and just like crunchy yeah and so like it just it, it's nothing you could do for that so that's why i'd rather have old strings but i was having i haven't been satisfied with the bow hair in like the past three years and i know that sounds dramatic but i just haven't been so that's why like i've just started dragging my feet on changing my bow hair because i'm just like for what so i can be disappointed for a week and sound like trash i don't know i might throw a shade on anybody i just haven't been satisfied with the bow hair but we're going to have to get right or get left because I can keep living this way. Okay. Would you rather have a bow that doesn't say taut or a string that can go flat at any moment? So if you know how you, when you were like younger, you would loosen your bow all the way. So like the hairs be. So people used to do that. They used to loosen it all the way and then take the frog off. Yeah, I used to do that because I was trifling. Wow. Okay. Swing it around. <laughs> I never did. <laughs> I never did that jug. I, that jug, I'll be looking at them like, who raised y'all? They swinging around. This ain't no hockey puck. Um, so it could go. It don't stay taut. Like it can yeah. go. It can do that at any minute. Or your string go flat. Any string go flat at any minute. It should go flat. Because I've had that happen. Um, because oh, when I, I used to play a broke orchestra and they did not have a veal on it or any type of broke bass for me to use. So I was playing on a modern instrument and tuning it down to 415. So it was going sharp every five minutes I was retuning. Mm -hmm. So, (laughs) and everybody looking over their shoulder at me because I'm letting on a note that's, that's 10 cents sharp. It's not my fault. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Like, (laughs) I don't know. But the boat, the boat thing will probably scare me because I think my boat broke. For me, I just remember what Mrs. Taylor says, like no bow, no sound. So, I mean... Okay, Pitts means nothing to him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, GT, you hear that? It's like, nah. <laughs> it's like, nah. 
<laughs> okay. Would you rather? Okay, so you're about to play an audition, right? Yeah. Would you rather get a fresh part with no bowings or fingerings for an excerpt, or play from memory? So you you rolling up to your your New York Phil audition. You got Haydn Laban, Don Juan, Beethoven Five, whatever. <laughs> you <Hayden Laban. laughs> you get mad when I say stuff like this, so never mind. Uh, what? Haydn Laban. <laughs> you know, I don't know no German. Yeah, but what, what do you say for? You said Ty, you can spell. Because <laughs> first of all, I don't like the piece, so uh, y'all ain't gonna really focus too hard on what they're saying on there. Anyway, what is it? Hiding Laban. Hell and Laban. Girl, boo. I was thinking of hiding. That's why, because I was like, hiding. And I was like, oh. <laughs> that one little raggedy ease, what you caught me up on. Anyway. Okay, so you rolled up to your audition. And, um, I don't know. They were like, you can either pay for memory or you can use our music. Have I been practicing this? I hope so. If you're going to the New York Phil audition, sis. No, but I'm saying like. Yes, you've been practicing. Then I'd rather just have a fresh part with no bowings and no fingerings. Because I probably wouldn't, at that point, probably not reading them anyway. Yeah, that's true. Memory. Memory yeah. be slipping me up. There'd just be certain little things. I'm not playing Don Juan from memory. And I, and I know most of my excerpts from memory. Like if you were to ask me, if you were to ask me right now to play, if you were to ask me right now, like play Hoffner. Okay, play Hoffner. Please check my privacy at this time. Where's your viola? Um, she's tired. She's been working all day. Oh, um, Katie's a virtual, so I know she'd be practicing anyway, twelve hours a day. Wow. Um, yeah. If you would ask me, like play Hoffner, play Don Juan, I could do it. And I will play it from memory, but I don't mean I'm gonna go in no audition with my with my chest all out. Like, like I'm not doing that. I'm gonna have my bowlings with with all my writings on it and all my little right. reminders, all my cues, all my process cues, like everything. Like I'm not gonna be out here playing from memory. Like I don't know how to act. But then you know it's also around my brain. If I don't, I need to have simple things written in, like. If there's like a fingering that I always missed, I need that junk in. Yeah. So looking at a blank part, no matter how well I know it, it's gonna stress me out. One time, <laughs> one time I was going to a mock audition and I was early, so that's why I'm like being early. I was early, I was doing everything I was supposed to do. I was there, I was in my black, I was doing everything. While my music was at home, and what was I, what was I? What was being early gonna? How does being early have any effect because on me? Because I feel like I was too relaxed when I'm when I'm rushing. Does that make any sense? When you're rushing, you forget more. Okay, no, your music and your viola at home. <laughs> <laughs> no, because when I, no, because when I'm in a rush, I'm used to being in a rush, so I be on my p's and q's. But I was all no, relaxed. you're not. Th- that's a oxymoron. You're in a rush, so no, you're not on your p's and but q's. I'm literally always running late. And I never forget that one day I was like, now nah, I'm gonna be on time. Melissa said, bra, 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 I'm finna be there. I get there, left my music. And what am I going to do? She hired people to come and listen to us. So I was like, well, what are we finna do? So I had to ask another violist to use her music. Okay, I've like, like I've never, ever played freaking uh, Don Juan before. Melissa was looking at me like, are you okay? Okay, Mendelssohn, never before, sight reading. And I, it's like, I know, I know how to play it. So uh, fresh music, I don't know what I would be. I'll be like, I'll just take my L and go home. To be oh, honest, yeah, I'd just rather have that than, me- than for memory. 
Yes, I am. But side note, if you want to hear Katie do Hoffner and Don Juan like she says okay. she could, go ahead and leave us a comment below this video. And we're moving on. <laughs> okay. Um, would you? Okay, this is kind of shady. Oh gosh. Okay, would you rather only play new music for the rest of your life? Well, or only play one composer's music for the rest of your life? It could be any composer, but you can only play their music for the rest of your life. Or you could play new music. I'm talking about new, new. I ain't talking about no. Yeah, it's just gonna Stravinsky. have to be. It's gonna have to be one composer. Really? Yeah, I'm not even. Do I have to pick one? I really don't care as long as it's not, because I'm not giving up all of them. All of them great composers. But then you gotta sit around and play Brahms for the rest of your life. For the rest of your life. But what? New music? Blue Cathedral by Jennifer Hiddon. Okay, but go. Some people are writing. You know. I know they are writing good stuff, but I don't know. I'd rather do I that. Like, like, I love Mendelssohn, but I'd rather, I'd rather play new music for the rest of my life than play Mendelssohn, like, you know, or, like, even someone who who wrote for the viola more, you know, like, uh, Brahms. He didn't really write for viola, but fine. Like, Brahms. I, I wouldn't want to play the same composer's music. All that thick. Okay, meat and potatoes every day for dinner. Well, it'll have to be Brahms, but Mozart. Mozart would be good for you, because he wrote orchestra stuff, opera stuff. You but only Mozart forever. I mean, I rather I rather do new music. I see what you're saying, but I rather do new music because new music is so much like even if you did like like 1990 and beyond. You know, to be fair, I rather do that. I guess maybe I'm just I'm ignorant. No, 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 no. I don't. I mean, I I respect your opinion. I'm just saying. I respect your opinion. I'm just saying that I could not one composer, and I like variety. That's my problem. Maybe if I didn't like variety, I'll be like, yeah, I could listen to Tchaikovsky every day for the rest of my life. It'd be fine. Listen and play. Ooh, chow. I don't know. Um. Okay. Would you rather have guaranteed success in any other field, i.e. money, fame, fortune, or continue on the path that you have chosen? Are you really gonna put me out here? This is a hard one for me. Really? How different did the field have to be? It couldn't be. It couldn't be music related. It couldn't be arts related. But it's guaranteed success. Like every every step, it's like whatever. So say you go to dental school, it's like you graduate top of your class, you get the dream job. You might even be like celebrity. You might be recognizing the field for your work and your advancement in dentistry. Guaranteed success. Money, fame, whatever. Or you're a lawyer, you're a big time lawyer. Like you you graduate top of your class in law school. I'm talking about like top five percent. You graduate Boku money, Boku fame, you know, like Cardi be the first one she called when she goes to jail yet again for offset goes to court rather or you continue on the path that you've chosen my first instinct was to pick the former that was my first instinct but now I'm like I just will not be happy I just would not be happy like I know I will be and maybe honestly if you had asked me this like literally maybe weeks ago I probably would have been like yeah the former oof 
if I'm sad, like, <laughs> I'm not trying to be, like, I don't know, weird about it, but, like, if you ask me a couple, maybe right now, we're on a high, because we just, uh, announced this podcast, and, you know, we, mm-hmm. we excited, about, you know, whatever, this is a new piece of my career, but if I'm, if you asked me a couple weeks ago, like, when I was in a place where, first of all, I'm in my feelings, and second of all, not, nothing new, nothing exciting has been happening for a while, then I might be, like, well that's fair you know yeah but fair. at this point like i'm all cheesing about this podcast like n- thinking about being something else even though i have other interests they're very limited and for it to have nothing to do with music yeah it wouldn't be then, it'd be nothing it would be like i'm about to continue on this raggy path i'm on right now even though money solves most problems i don't care what nobody says um it, it literally um I would definitely I would stay on the path I am. I have no idea where the path is going. I too have been in my feelings. I don't know. This intonation what? It was like a bad cold. Like I just my mind was like pneumonia. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, sis, like I was not playing well. I was in my feelings. And I mean like thank God I'm on the on the other side of that. But I was, even then, I was like, I just, I've come so far. I just want to see what happens. So, which is like. You, you just out here. You're a virtual. So, okay, we're going to move. Yeah, you're going to stop lying to the Certif- listeners. That's not, a, that's not a lie. You do have a teaching degree. Okay, yeah, I do have a teaching degree. Certified yes. Certified to teach. Okay, educator. Okay, anyway. Performer. Okay, we're going to move on. <laughs> okay, let's do just a couple more. Um, Would you rather. Oh, this is my favorite one. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Would you rather make out oh my God with Masorski to get your crush or make out with your crush and never see him again? I could feel the vomit creeping up in my throat. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Cause not only Wow do I not like Mazorski as like like appearance wise, I'm not talking about his music, but not only Am I not a fan of the way he looks? I also just don't like anybody in general. So, <laughs> can be not, cr- not not kissing anyone. <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I, don't even like, I don't even like my crushes, sis. What's, what's <laughs> the answer? I would, whatever the second one, I would kiss my hypothetical crush. You have a crush, sis? No. Hmm. I don't. <laughs> Masorski, do you know who Six Nine is, a rapper? Wow. <laughs> Masorski reminds me of Six Nine, do. doesn't he? Yep. In the way that Six Nine, if you look real closely, like past the fact that you literally went to the tattoo artist multiple times and asked them to draw on your face, if you look past that and the hair, I guess we're calling it hair. Um. <laughs> Six Nine is actually very attractive. Wow! Whoa! 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 <laughs> whoa! These mics are malfunctioning. They are. <laughs> they they are putting words into our mouths. Oh, we're going to the mic store Six first nine, thing in the morning. You gotta, <laughs> no, you gotta look closely. First of all, what kind of eyes that you got that can look past all that? Okay. Okay. Wow. <laughs> what Slow kind down. of eyes you got? Six Nine is attractive. He is. <laughs> But you know what makes it, you know, you know what makes him unattractive? The face. 
the like not not his face. He's attractive, but Shut. his appearance makes him unattractive. What? Six nine is a classic example of a guy that went out of his way and did everything in his power not to be attractive. And that's one of my pet peeves. It's like attractive men that go out of their way to be unattractive. Like they do things. Masorsky wasn't ugly when he was younger. Like he really wasn't. But when he got older, you just can't just give up like that. So I know my my lips would not be touching Masorsky. Like I can tell you that much. I'm just stuck on six nine junk. I just looked up pictures of him. I just six don't nine. Get it. I just do you have to look. It. I'm looking, but if you gotta try that hard, what's the why is it worth it? <laughs> if okay. I gotta dig, if my if my eyes gotta okay. grow arms and dig through all all of that I'm just to saying, get to somebody who kind of cute. <laughs> but I'm what I'm I'm saying that like he did everything in his power to be unattractive because. If you look very closely, you know, like he has a cute face. He does. But the teeth and the mm-hmm. hair and the tattoos and you oh, really tattoo six nine on your chest. Um um and your face. Wow. And your face. Um I'm just gonna have to agree to disagree, but also with six nine though, he don't got no excuse. Mazorski, they were showering once a year back then. That is you true. in twenty eighteen. But that's the same you... that's the same thing why I'm not kissing Mazorski. Like besides the fact because there's plenty of, of, of fine young men that put themselves together in, you know, 1800 Russia. You know what I'm saying? And somehow you kind of slip through the cracks. And I'm my lips are not touching. Meanwhile, my, my face starts to melt. Right. I rather, I'm just going to take an L on the crush. Like what, that, that episode, Spongebob, where he thought he was ugly with all right. that green coming out of his mouth. That's exactly what he's going to exactly. be like. Hey, girl. Meanwhile... All that green cloud coming out of his mouth? Nah. I'd rather make out with my crush and never see them again. But, you know, I don't... Bye bye, Katie's crush. Don't. I've seen you. Anyway, um, please respect my privacy at this time. Okay, last one because we gotta move on. Okay. <laughs> this one's hilarious. I think. Would, okay. Would you rather go on a road trip from New York to LA? So, mind you, that's like a day and a half oh. if you don't stop. Yeah, because okay. like, because I know from like Chicago to LA, it's like an hour and an hour. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's a day. It's a day and like speedy Gonzalez. <laughs> it's like a day and three hours. So it's like whatever. Would you go, rather go on a road trip from New York to LA, only listening to Meek Mill, or only listening to the Ring Cycle? Now let me tell you really quickly why I pick Meek Mill because Meek Mill, if you listen. You were in the car when Dreams and Nightmares came on. We were going to Wegmans, and you were like, who is yelling? Why are you yelling? That's Meek Mill. Oh, I see. Right? Because I remember, I, I think You I, and him got a lot of common yelling into mics. Wow. <laughs> um, we, uh, I was, I posted on my Insta story. I was like, I want to go see Meek Mill in concert. I still don't know if I have enough Excedrin in the world to... <laughs> 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 to get through right. it so would you rather listen to only meek mill or listen to the ring cycle which wagner writes in a similar fashion it's all loud it's all yelling in german most of it so honestly i'd pick the ring cycle wow i would nothing about 
anything that Meek Mill does interest me. I don't know. I don't even really remember. I remember saying that, but I don't remember what it sounded like. But I just feel like, especially I only re- I've only seen like a small clip of the Ring Cycle in music history. But it was the one where he had like them big old giants. Mm-hmm. And the thing about Wagner though is like he don't shy away from the low end and the bassy stuff. So that might actually that might actually do something for me. I'm conflicted because I like Meek Mill. But I'm thinking about me listening to all of that yelling. I mean, (laughs) (laughs) and also Meek Mill, it's not like I said someone like Drake who has like a large output. So by the time we get to Pennsylvania, we got to start the track over again. So I was just about to say, does he even have enough music for that? And like, I'm sure he got like plenty of mixtapes and like EPs that we could like you know, but it can't be, I can't see it being more than four hours of music. So literally, at least the ring cycle, we got right, or it, 14, 15 hours. Right, like we, yeah, I'll probably, I'll pick the ring cycle as well. And I, I like rap, and I probably, and I don't mind Meek Mill, but the the lack of contrast is gonna do my head. I have a sensitive head. So, I get headaches all the time. I probably should go see a doctor. Alright. <laughs> <laughs> There's a plane, would you rather? And we're moving on. Ooh. All right. Hopefully, Katie's okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we're on to... Okay, so y'all, we're going to start a little series featuring your favorite classical composers where we're just going to dig in and talk about some of the mess that your faves have been involved in because I think one thing we have to break the stigma about classical music and like getting it to be more accepted and and just having it be more open is the fact that these people literally were out here I'm talking about like Real Housewives of Atlanta out here right and y'all thought loving hip-hop okay loving magicals right like literally (laughs) loving symphonies some of y'all faves (laughs) who chow (laughs) <laughs> the ghetto so this week we're talking about carlo gesualdo so i uh i messaged the old professor and i'm like yo we're looking for some mess like who do you recommend and she's like oh you know about gesualdo i said no so i look it up and i i read and i'm like oh you know like a magicalist a, a loop player he experimented with chromaticism. I said, how messy could this get? Famous like, last words. Famous. Okay, so let me tell you about the homie, right? The okay. homie? Well, first of all, we're going to link we gonna link some of the articles we read. If you got to tell me in the comments, this looked just like the villain from the Powerpuff Oh, Girls. my gosh. The red one. Let us move on. His face. You're not going to tell me that he don't look like the, the villain from Powerpuff Girls. The red one. I forgot his name. The Valentine, maybe some Valentine, and he was all red, and the, the, his face looked the same way. Wow, history really do repeat itself. <laughs> um, Inspiration, right? So, I was like, magicalist, like how bad could it be? All right, so Carlo Gesualdo, he was a prince of Venosa, right? Living in Italy, whatever, whatever, nothing doing nothing crazy, right? He was married. To, let me pull it up. I don't want to say the wrong thing. He was married um, to Donna Maria. Stuff wasn't it. It stuff wasn't going too well. Cause we talking about two years in, right? 
So home homegirl started cheating. She's like, you know what, well, this ain't it. I'm gonna get me a little boo thing on the side, right? Stuff is sweet. She thought that Gizwaldo didn't know. Right. She thought he was none the wiser. Meanwhile. Meanwhile, homie was like, All right, bet. You wanna you wanna bring you wanna bring your little dudes into my house? Bet. Right. So what he did was so trifling. So he took he messed up the locks on the house so that she couldn't lock the doors properly. And then he he set her up. So he was like, whatever, I'm finna go like, I, th- I think it was, he was going to go hunting or, yeah. or something like that. And she was like, so she called him or whatever, however you do that in 1590. He was like, hey, yo. Right, send a messenger pigeon. Right, right. Over to his crib. Right, sent the yard board to go run over until like, hey, That's yo. why the whole town knew. Exactly. Because ain't no, ain't no instant messaging. Right, you can't, you can't DM, yo. Like, can't kick, can't Right, nothing. can't do nothing. So he was like, hey, yo, my husband going, like, you coming over? He's like, hey, bet. So they over there, and they, you know, they doing a thing, you know, they euphoric, and Gizwaldo come back. He's like, oh, you thought, why did Gizwaldo kill him? My dude got shot in the arm and the chest and killed the wife too, like, and mutilated them. I'm talking about guts everywhere. She was covered in blood, and this, this is not even funny, but the, yeah. but the, the funny part about it. Lord forgive me. The funny part is that my dude put him put uh the side his, piece. The side piece, uh Fabrizio. Sound like a side piece name too. Fabrizio. Fabrizio sound like he worked at King of Diamonds. <laughs> he sound like his mom was so tired and his daddy being musty. He was like, You you're not finna be like your daddy. Your name is Fabrizio. Listen. Stay fresh. Stay fresh. <laughs> and he didn't take he did not heed his mama's advice. He was in a nighty. He put, well, I think Gizwaldo put him in a nighty, and with uh to be found, and I mean a lot of this stuff has been like um done up at, over the years, you know. So some people say that one of his um children didn't look like him, so he was like, oh no, that little he got to go too, and. <laughs> That's not funny. He no, gotta, I'm not laughing at that. I'm not laughing. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at something you did. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh, like, he got to go, too. So, they, he's talking about they killed the baby as well. No, that's that's sick. Like, dummy messed up. And um, and the, the crazy thing about it is because of Gesualdo's, like, um, prominence, he was a prince, especially after his dad died, he took over. Um. He never, he never, he never paid the price for it. He never, he overwalking free. And you know the messed up thing. We gotta go back. The messed up thing is that everybody in the town knew, right, that his wife was laid up with Fabrizio. And ain't say nothing. Check your circle. Check right. your people. Check your homies. Cause it be your own. It be really be your own. Cause I wish. Can you imagine? You have you you boot up and yo yo mm. your boyfriend got a thought and they just around and everybody know, including your homies. Right. <laughs> oh my god. So, yeah, he killed them. And then the crazy part is, this is the dude's always prosper. Why he gets married a second time? Which. And sis was cheating on him, too. And that's what it's like. Maybe maybe you're the problem. You know what I'm saying? Because she was like, yo, this is dummy boring. We don't do nothing. Didn't even stay with him. She wasn't even, they weren't even staying at the same castle. Can you imagine? You got a castle in the hills. You don't even stay there. So he, he spent a lot of his life, like, really depressed. And, um, but what. 
and you could I think people uh historians argue that you could see this kind of depression through his music because his magicals were revolutionary in their chromaticism and the tension they created. Listen, Loki, I stand for a good magical. I'm not doing too much. I'm not doing too much of a magical because you know a good magical. Sis. <laughs> So I, I guess revolutionary for its time. I I will do a magical. I mean, I'm I'm I will do one. I ain't doing two, but you know. <laughs> but um, uh, historians argue that you could see this kind of like despair in his music because of the chromaticism that's present. It's kind of it was revolutionary. It wasn't really indicative of magicals at the time, but I mean, he also had a lot going on, and he um he was exiled for a little bit because he deserved to be. Um, and like never really recovered. He died young, 47. Um, but wow. Um, well, <laughs> he, he murdered three people. One, which, one of which was a child. Right. <laughs> so Literally, good riddance. Ooh, child. Um, so I was curious, Delaney, uh, do we talk about our, our, our homie Gez Wild All right. <laughs> Gezi. <laughs> um, have you ever done anything crazy for love? Girl, I ain't even loved, so. You're not loved? Okay, I said I'm not. I haven't even loved. I'm about that. to say, like, okay, my friendship means nothing to you. Well, close to. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Y'all heard it here first. I'm just kidding. Y'all heard it here first. <laughs> on dirt. She stay on dirt. For sure. Um, or would you? Well, I can't. That's not fair. I, I can't say would you. Because love make, love make you do listen, some crazy things. If, Never. <laughs> I was about right, to say. Let's keep it PG. Right. <laughs> let's keep it PG. Um, I mm. mean, I've never been anything crazy for love because I'm not gonna be out here for right. nobody's raggedy son. Right. Um, that's just me. That's just my mo. Right. Um, and all of all that 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 Tchaikovsky was going through, you could have just wrote something nice and beautiful for us to hear. Exactly. Meanwhile, you have to go out and murder. Meanwhile, Strauss over here writing Death and Transfiguration. We got Resurrection over here from Mahler. You can roll something like that. Right, not like that. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was writing his little magicals or whatever. <laughs> That's why he was so depressed. All right. They didn't get there yet. It was 1590. Wow. Meanwhile, Bach was holding up and coming up in the rear. Exactly. Bach was almost here. Let me not lie about his his birth because, you know, I don't know that offhand. Okay, um, should a composer's action dictate the way we view their music? Depends on what they did. If they're a triple murderer <laughs> and a child murderer, then yes. However, we still program but Gizwaldo. They do? Yeah, magical is? What? I'm telling you. And they, they be dressing up in their little... People are paying for that? <laughs> well, I like magicals. They they nice. Should listen. Look, we're gonna find some. No, I took music history one to one. I'm more than fine. <laughs> some magicals are low key or low key. First of all To some. Not to me. Wow. Um I mean oh, I struggle with this because a lot of composers have done some really terrible things. But then again, it's not like they it's not like they swept that I don't know. I I can't really say because I don't know like how widespread Jaswaldo is. I I can't say because like for someone like Wagner, like it is known. It's not a secret what a trash person Wagner was. But at the same time, it's not like no nobody holding him accountable. This is the first thing. This is the first time I'm ever hearing of Jaswaldo. Mm-hmm. So to me, I'm like, oh well, they putting him on blast anyway. They yeah. you know. But you know, for someone that has known him, there could be someone who knows his music and doesn't know about this. Right. So I don't know. I mean, I think the way we view, the way we view 
and the way we and whether or not we program because I think as musicians I think we tend to be like okay aside from what I know about the composer this is what it is about the music like at the end of the day he was a fantastic magicalist he wrote good magicals they were revolutionary in their use of chromaticism so I to me the view of the music doesn't change it's still good music especially when it's in context of the time um whether or not we should program the music is where I struggle because it's like if we view it as good music and we view it as revolutionary then why wouldn't we program it but it's a I think it's the same thing with the R. Kelly thing it's like we need deep we we I we still step in the name of love even though we oughtn't well I don't right anymore yeah I'm but like a lot of people still step in the name of love even though we know what R. Kelly has done. So I think it's the same thing. So we view it as a good song, but do we play it at the function? I think it's like the same. Because I sure did start st- skipping uh, All Falls Down when it started coming on my thing. Right. After Kanye started being out here saying whatever. Ooh. Right. Um, And that's and that's a perfect example of Choose These Slaves, Choose West. You know, it's like, I, I mean, I don't listen to Kanye's music. I, w- I wasn't... I wasn't a true stan before he yeah, he entered the sunken place, and I'm surely not now. So I think when we think about Kanye, I mean, Choosey Slaves, Choose West, and when we think about um, R. Kelly, we got to think about it the same way as Gizwaldo. Does does it change what does what they did change the change their music? No, but should we program it? And it's like, is R. Kelly even revolutionary? I don't know. I can't say, but something like Gizwaldo. Like, who was really writing magicals like that at his time? You know, I, to me, I struggle with that. I don't really have it. I don't really have it. Yeah, well, that's the kind of stuff we be writing theory one-on-one here. But. Right. <laughs> I can't really that. Maybe if Jezwaldo's wife had had her side piece trapped in the closet, then we they could have avoided all this. Or they could have really avoided it. And how did, sis, how are you so, listen. Cause I just don't think. him coming up the, you ain't got no TV on or nothing. It really, like, listen, if you want to cheat, like, I get, like, First of all, I, I I don't get cheating yeah, like that to me. I just I just just break up. But I mean, the the context is different. yeah, the time a little different, you know. But it's like you really gonna cheat on the man in his own basses? Like, come on! You know what we forgot about from the story? What the neighbors? Oh, trifling <laughs> neighbors! <laughs> oh shoot! And that was my favorite part too because now, first of all, they were talking around the whole the whole. Uh, the whole town, like, hey, you hear about Gizwaldo and them? <laughs> <laughs> but some look, I know this took place in Italy, but these people had to be black because when the police came talking about, hey, yo, like, what happened with Gizwaldo? They were like, listen, I ain't seen nothing, right. I ain't hear nothing. I was in, I was in my right. house, right? I was watching my stories, right? <laughs> <laughs> right? I was reading my little um thing, right. you know, I was knitting, I was, I ain't right. seen nothing, I ain't hear nothing. Meanwhile, he he killed how many people, right? You hear no type of screen, no gunshots. Right, you know, gunshots. You know they was using them boulder bullets back then. In 1590, you telling me you didn't hear a gunshot? <laughs> and there wasn't no firework. Right. And they like, no, nah, we ain't seen nothing. We they had to be black. Because black people don't care. They be like, mm, I ain't seen nothing. Right. I feel like there's no excuse for that these days. But back then, I would have had to be in that boat. Because what you gonna do? You can't call 911. Right. I mean, if it yeah. happened today, like you're yeah. not gonna you're not gonna murder nobody next to me, and I'd be like, I ain't hear nothing. Like, <laughs> right. what? The least you could do is call nine one one. The least you could do is call nine one one. But what they gonna do? Help! 
so so I so a bullet going through my cranium next. Right, and we gotta wait for uh old boy to run across town and tell the chief and <laughs> and him to ride on his goat back over here. <laughs> <laughs> By that time, just one already next is in Croatia. Right. Meanwhile. <laughs> Meanwhile, when Gizwato come over here and come up my head with his with his whatever instrument he using, right. what what we gonna talk to the the town doctor? To right, come, come with his with that bag? bird with that bird mask on and his tweezers. Right. <laughs> <laughs> we gonna do pick bullet things out your brain. And we already ain't got no running water, so I'm good as dead. Right. Nope, I'm minding my business. Meanwhile, Gizwato looking in the window from across the way, like oh, when he when he see the police knocking on your door, he he looking yeah, what you see? I'll be like, sir, listen. I've been in the house all day. I ain't hearing a dying. Right. I, I was listening to my music. I was on my Xbox. So. Right. I'd be like, guess what? Guess. Right. Guess. I guess I'm about. Talking about Jerry up the road. <laughs> <laughs> what he look like? Right. Nice young chap. What he look like? Oh, you talk about Geraldine's son. Oh, I haven't seen him. He back. <laughs> Listen. I mind my business. That's it. Like, like I said at the beginning of the episode, I just don't understand people who don't mind their business. So for me, I'd be like, I ain't hear nothing. I ain't see nothing. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, my grandma, <laughs> every time something happened on our block, she'd be out the window. Okay, guess right. Waldo knocking up, going up to her, be like, you ain't hear nothing. You ain't see nothing. <laughs> my grandma all in the window. But then the police come, oh, y'all, I ain't know. I ain't see right. nothing. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, last question I have for you, Delaney. Um, would you rather be respected in life or have your legacy respected? Because the thing with Gizwaldo is people kind of like, he got exiled and everything and he died or whatever. And his music got forgotten or whatever. And then it was, <laughs> it was resurrected. Um, it, it came about later on. Stravinsky was a huge fan of his, um, okay. which makes sense because Stravinsky's writing is very intricate. It's like revolutionary. I, I, I don't mind Stravinsky. Um, and, uh, so when it came back around and people were like, oh, hey, yo, but he was like really crazy and everything like and all this stuff started coming up. So, I mean, for him and his situation, it's like people thought you were crazy when you were alive and when you were dead. But at least he still has the um, he still has the legacy of like being a, a fantastic magicalist. So would you rather be respected in life? Or have your legacy respected? I'd rather be respected in life. Why? Cause well, I don't care what happened after I'm dead. I'm chilling. <laughs> because and I, and I know I'm never gonna do nothing as bad as what he did. So like, what like what's the worst they could say about me after I'm dead? But I love legacy. Oh, she she wasn't that great. Like, okay, me still kicking up, kicking up my feet with God at the pearly gates, and you still down here in this trash world. So, <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, well, I do know. Yeah, I don't, I don't care what people say about me after I die. It's no concern of mine. I'm not a person that has to have the la- the last word necessarily, but I'm just gonna feel this type of way if you throw dirt on my name and I can't do nothing about it. You hear something? A little spooky. Oh, like, huh? and I all I care a lot about legacy, like, like the name that'll be behind the name that my kids will be living about. You know, like I care a lot about that kind of stuff. So this question is actually really difficult for me because you're not gonna be like. And also, I'm not really a person. What? What can you do? You can't do anything, but I still want to have a nice legacy. Like people, like by no by no means am I comparing myself to someone like Martin Luther King. But like, if you think about a name like that, it's like he has an amazing legacy. His kids, 
live behind their legacy. When you think about a name like Obama, you know, his kids will forever carry on that legacy. So it's like, for me, I rather do... I'd rather do good work and not have to be appreciated. Especially since I don't need to really be admired. I don't really need to be like, oh my God, Katie, that was amazing. Like, I don't, I'm not really that kind of person. I actually prefer if you don't. Um, I'd rather have, I think in this case, even though both will be nice, I'd rather have a legacy. Like, well, you know, Katie did some really good work. No, like, I, I'd rather that. Let us know what you think in, uh, in the comments below. Let us know uh, what's your reaction to this story. Um, let us know, is there anyone that you want us to talk about in this little series? And also answer this question. Would you rather be respected in life or have your legacy respected? And we're moving on. We pulled the black excellence this week. Um, this week's black excellence goes to Aaron Charles Perez. Um, Dr. Aaron Charles Perez is professor of music education um, at Vanderbilt um, University um, in Nashville, Tennessee. Um, and I picked her as Black Excellence this week because I just love seeing Black women in these spaces. She's She has her doctorate from Peabody, and she um, directs the Vanderbilt Wind Symphony, and she teaches music education classes at Vanderbilt. And I just think it's so amazing um, that to see a black woman in this space and just to see them um, in the academic environment, especially when it comes to music. It's not something that I have seen thus far. Um, so I thought that was really cool. She also, um, stop doing me. She also- <laughs> Look in the mirror, literally. <laughs> I'm not a doctor. Okay, still. Um, she also wrote a really cool article that we're gonna link um, called, Do You See What I See? And under representation of musicians of color. Um, which is a really fantastic read. Um, it talks about her situations. It also shows pictures of her being absolutely sickening with this baton in hand and this pixie cut, and you could never. Um, so if you know her, tag her um, and let her know that we shouted her out. Um, love to find her socials, but we will link um, her page on Vanderbilt University's uh, website and also the article that she wrote. Um, and that's this week's excellence. Um, black excellence. <laughs> Before we get out of here, Delaney, is there a piece that you forgot about that you like to share with the people? Sure. I don't really know if I, for it's less that I really forgot about it more that it took me a long time to listen to it. But, um, this week I chose the Vaughn Williams piano quintet in C minor. Um, cause it's nice and luscious and, you know, we got to cherish the chamber music that we have for bass because ain't barely none of it. So, wow. it's not. We don't have anything. Um, the same little, you know, we have a couple of things that, like, nobody plays. But mm. there's probably a reason why nobody plays them. Um, but, yeah, it's a nice, luscious piece. I hope to be able to play it one day. And I hope it's a situation where it's actually fun to play and, you know, not the experience I have with Trout. But, um. I don't know. That's the the piece I chose this week. It's really nice, really cool. I don't know why. I think because it's not it's not performed anywhere near as much as the Dvorak Quintet or the Trout Quintet, which is why I kind of just assumed. Like, I don't know what I assumed about it, but I just never listened to it because it wasn't as popular as the other ones. But once I listened to it, I was like, oh, this is lit. So, um, yeah, that's my piece this week. I'm going to link the recording that I listened to in 
the description to this post all right y'all thank you so much for listening don't forget to follow us on social media instagram facebook at classically black podcast um all this information is in the description box below and we'll see you next week bye bye y'all